0: Thank you for joining us for Dwelling Place Lithia Podcast. We hope this message will help you find your identity in Christ and create growth in your life. We hope you enjoy this message. Uh, just a thought. I mean, you know, it doesn't matter if you see a miracle or somebody gets out of their wheelchair if they use their brand new legs to walk themselves straight into hell those things are good because Jesus if you remember when the man was lowered from the ceiling and he said your sins are forgiven you And the Pharisees and Sadducees says, who do you think you are that you have the power to forgive sins? And he said, so you will know that I have the power to forgive sins. Pick up your bed and walk. So it's really easy for people to get trapped in a place where they seek the signs and miracles and, and all of those things and forget that the whole point of that is proof positive that we can be forgiven our sins. It's a physical manifestation of something that you can see in the physical to represent something that you can't see inside a man's heart. It's not my sermon, it's just a thought. I sensed this morning that there is some weightiness in this room. Would that be true for people here this morning? Is there some weightiness? Some, some, some things, some concerns, whatever it is, there's, there's weightiness. I sense a heaviness here this morning. I know a lot of times we come to church to get hyped up. But the reality is that we go through stuff. You don't have to look very far around to see churches that are falling apart and ministers that are falling apart and everything that they've been running after just crumbling around them. See I got I got these seeds here card format. That I've been holding on to for a long time. That are still on these cards. And they still haven't produced anything yet. How many would say you got some of these things in your own life? Some some things that the Lord has laid on your heart to accomplish. Some seeds that He's given you to carry. The plant. See some fruit, Ecclesiastes tells us there's nothing new under the sun, right? Just stuff that you ain't seen yet. A lot of us are carrying some of the same seeds that previous generations have carried and planted for their generation. Come on. Amen. And saw fruit for their generation, but we're carrying a seed and we haven't seen the fruit for our generation. Anybody got seeds? Come on. I'll read to you in Nehemiah. Nehemiah 1 verse 3 says this, it says, They said to me, the remnant there in the providence who served or survived the captivity are in great distress and reproach and the walls of jerusalem is broken down and its gates are burned with fire anybody ever felt like that felt like your everything that was supposed to bring security to you and hope to you to defend you is in rubble in front of you I know that this is real, and a lot of times we can all put on a good front for stuff, right? But we go through junk, Come on. and maybe we don't all go through it at the same time, but we all go through stuff. It says that the walls were broken down, but there was something that was necessary, After Nehemiah went, he had this burden, he seeked the Lord and he had this burden to go rebuild these walls. Wouldn't we say that we are reconstructing things that have been torn down in our generation? There's broken walls and broken families, broken marriages all around us that need their walls rebuilt. that That need their defenses restored. Paul says that you can withstand the fiery dart of the enemy. Sometimes those arrows, they make it through our defenses. And we feel them. Sometimes those arrows make it through and hit people in our family. Cause calamity for us. Just when you think you're on a good track, comes in and destroys everything. I know that might not be all of us in this place. I'm not even really going through anything myself right now other than the struggles of my seeds. You know, but I have been through some stuff in my life. And I'm sure I'll go through stuff again. But it's important here that it says in Nehemiah 4 verse 11. I'm going somewhere with this. So just hang on. Our enemies said that they will not know or see until we come along them. Kill them and put a stop to this work. How many know there's an enemy out there that wants to stop the work? when the jews who lived near them came and told us 10 times they will come up against us from every place where you may turn then i stationed men in the lowest parts of the space between the walls the exposed places and stationed the people and families where their swords and spears and bows when i saw their fear I rose and spoke to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people. Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome. And fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. When our enemies heard that it was known to us and that God had frustrated their plan, then all of us returned to the wall, each one to his work. From that day on, half of my servants carried on work while the other half of them held the spears and the shields and the bows and the breastplates and the captains were behind the whole house of Judah. Those who were rebuilding the wall and those who carried burdens took their loads with one hand and worked and on the other holding a weapon. As for the builders, each wore his sword girded at his side as he built while the trumpeter stood near me. I said to the nobles, the officials, to the rest of the people, the work is great and extensive and we are separated on the walls far from one another. At whatever place you hear the sound of the trumpet, rally to us there or God will fight for us. See, the problem is that we always get taught that Christianity is an offensive fight all the time, and it's not true. How you know it's not true. We have account after account of David being anointed for a work, running for his life. God, didn't you call me? Didn't you anoint me? Who is this Saul that's running after me, trying to kill me? (coughs) Elijah, didn't you, God, anoint me to be a prophet? And now they're trying to kill me, and I'm done. We have account after account after account of men on a mountain and men in a valley. The problem is that if we're not aware of the fact that there's going to be some defensive times in our life, whenever those things show up, we're not going to know what to do. That's why things are falling apart for people. That's why men who have made it to what we would make think is a high place in ministry are falling apart. Come on. Come on. Come on. says that every one of them had a, a tool and a weapon. Right. You know why? Because if I'm building something, I can't always... Be watching over my shoulder to see if somebody's coming after me. Theoretically speaking, or physically speaking, Paul says we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but principalities and rulers of darkness. How many would say that there's been some opportunities in your life where darkness has crept up at your door and you didn't even realize it was there? what they said to Cain A sin is crouching at your door but you must master it this means you got something to do Galatians 6 Start at verse 1 here, Galatians 6. Paul writes, Brethren, even if anyone is caught in any trespass, you who are spiritual, doesn't say anybody, doesn't say everybody, says, You who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, each one looking to yourself so that you too will not be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and thereby fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks that he is something when he is nothing, he has deceived himself. But everyone must examine his own work, and then he will have a reason to boast in regard to himself alone, and not in regard to another. For each one will bear his own load. The one who is taught the word is to share all good things with the one who teaches him. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, this will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from his flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Let us not lose heart. In doing good. For in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. So then, when we have opportunity, let us do good to all people. Not some people, but all people. And especially to those who are of the household of faith. We are to bear... One another's burdens. Why? Because I can't do it in and amongst myself. Jeremy can't do it. Mandy can't do it in and amongst herself. We need each other to bear our burdens. But how will anybody know if you have a burden if they don't know your burden? We're real good in the church at keeping secrets. We don't tell what our burdens are because we don't want to appear weak and we just try to handle it on our own until it becomes too big for us to carry. Paul said for us to bear one another's burdens. Jesus said that the kingdom of God is like a farmer who goes out to sow and he plants a seed. And he goes out day by day and he has no clue how this seed grows. Now we're sophisticated today and our science can tell us how a seed grows. Or can we? The thing is, I got these seeds... Some real seeds. These are my spiritual seeds. But I got these seeds. But maybe these seeds ain't getting me what I need. cucumber seeds but I don't need any cucumbers I need some onions does anybody in this place have some onion seeds does anybody in this place have some onion seeds on them I need some onion seeds the reason why we need to bear each other's burdens is because you don't know what seeds they're carrying on them they may be carrying the very seed on them that you're looking for and that you need. Come on. The problem is we can get so tangled up in what we got in our own hand, we never stop to think about what other people were holding in their hand. Come on. That's good. Y'all are quiet this morning. When's the last time that you stopped and thought about maybe, just maybe, the very thing that you're looking for is sitting in the person's pocket sitting next to you? There's no way that anybody would have known he had these in his pocket because you couldn't see them. And there's a lot of seeds that are sitting around you In other people's hands. I'm going to be a man of few words this morning. I want to read 2 Timothy 3:16 from the message translation. The reason why this is all important is because if that is our mission. Not a one of us can do it alone. Jesus said we're not fit to put our hand to the plow if we ain't going to finish the work. 2 Timothy 3.16 says this. Anyone who wants to live all out for Christ is in for a lot of trouble. Nobody told you that when you gave your life to the Lord, did they? They're in for a lot of trouble. There's no getting around it. Unscrupulous con men will continue to exploit the faith. They are as deceived as the people they lead astray. As long as they're out there, things can only get worse. But don't let it phase you. Stick with what you learned and believed. Surely or sure of the integrity of your teachers why you took in the sacred scriptures with your mother's milk. There's nothing like the written word of God for showing you the way to salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Every part of Scripture is God-breathed and useful one way or another, showing us truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, training us to live God's way. Through the Word, We are put together and shaped up for the task God has for us. We'll pray, and then we got some questions that we want to discuss. Before I do that, I want to encourage you that if you've got some seeds that you're holding on to, go back and visit them. And if you don't, I write mine down on index cards and I hold on to them. And I read them. Periodically, I'll pull them out and read them. Read through the things that I know that I've tested with Holy Spirit and know to be true. Lord, I pray that you will help us to be mindful of those around us, and that we would uphold each other. Lord, as we go through trying times sometimes, that you would make us aware of what those around us are going through so they would not be caught off guard. Lord, help us to be our brother's keeper. no greater love that one has for a brother than he'd lay his life down for them. Lord, I pray that you would bring realness to us and show us the things that don't matter and show us the things that do. you strengthen our body for the work that you have for us, for this generation and this time and place and community let us not be found accomplishing the wrong things but the right things We thank you for it all in Jesus' name. Amen. See how far I can go and not make a noise. So we got a couple questions here for us to discuss at our tables. First one is, what words do you have that you've been holding on to? If you don't want to share them all, you ain't got to. What are some things you do when times get tough to keep you going? And the last question is, what is something somebody else has done in your life to encourage you when times get tough? hope you enjoyed this message if so please share it if you'd like to partner with us you can do so at dwellingplacelithia.org forward slash donate we'll see you next week and may god bless you and your family